Our faithful carrier has finished his route, and he delivered victory. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is a very special edition of First Liberty Live. Earlier today, the Supreme Court handed down a landmark victory in our case involving our faithful carrier. We're going to share with you a little more detail about that case uh, from the attorneys who worked on it, as well as from Gerald himself, and it is just a big day. I have Executive, Counsel, Executive General Counsel, I want to get your title right, Hiram Sasser, who's one of the longest-running attorneys here at First Liberty. You've been here, what, 20? years? It's been a long time. It's been a while. And then, of course, you recognize Gerald Groff, our faithful carrier, who's at the, the core of this case. Hi, Hiram. Hi, Gerald. Hi. And we're going to invite Randy Wangren in just a bit from Independence Law Center, so we'll hear from him as well. Gerald, most of us will never know what it's like to be just a regular guy who's at the center of a major Supreme Court victory. Help us understand, take us into the moment. What's it like to be you right now? It's amazing experience. I'm still processing a lot of it in the sense that it doesn't feel real yet. Uh, we just found out a few hours ago and I'm just trying to learn what we won and, and what it's like. But um, I'm just a regular guy, you know, from a small town. And so for me, it was just about my desire to be obedient to God and to honor him. That's why I made the decision that I did and it cost me my job, but at the end of the day, it was worth it. If, it, if, it, if I can keep that from happening to anyone else of faith in this country, which is what happened today, then it was worth every moment. Things are different now than they were yesterday because you were true to the fight and, and stayed true to your faith on this. You, you quit your job rather than betray your personal commitment to honor the Lord's day. Why is your faith so important to your life? Why is it such an essential part of who Gerald is? It's important because it's everything. Uh, I love the Lord with all my heart, and that's because he gave himself for me first. And so I just want my life to reflect my commitment to honor him in everything. And that includes in the workplace where you, you know, live your faith before others. That's your witness. And, and that way you can make an impact on others. It's, it's just like being on the mission field. You don't have to go to another country. You can be a missionary right where you're at. Very good. Awesome. Hiram, it was a unanimous decision by all nine justices on the U.S. Supreme Court. Help us understand the significance of that. What does that tell us? Well, it, it tells us that we won really big in the sense that... <laughs> True. I mean, when you have all the justices with you, that's a big deal. It's very unusual, especially nowadays. Yeah. Uh, most cases are decided either 5-4, 6-3, those sorts of things. Uh, but what's really amazing is is there's some really there's some parts of this decision that are very powerful that really provide protections for people not just for gerald but for people of, of faith all across america i mean i i really think that this was a, a wake-up call for some of the woke corporate america uh for their hr departments that you know yesterday uh you could kind of push the people of faith around your employees around run them off to the shadows uh, make them try to uh, conform to your woke corporate culture. Uh, but today, those days are over. And uh, the, the employees of faith, they don't have to go along with that kind of stuff that they have a religious objection to. And so we've really changed the dynamic and flipped who is in control in terms of how you're going to be able to live out your faith at work. You don't have to hide it anymore. And that's going to be a big sea change for all these corporations across America. The language we often hear with, with Supreme Court decisions is sometimes it's a narrow decision that only impacts the person involved. Other times it's a broad decision. That's what I'm hearing you say is this is not just about Gerald. It's about all of us, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was it, as, as the post office folks said to Gerald when he first brought his case, it, 
or when he was first uh, thinking about, you know, what's going to happen to him, uh, they said, well, look, if you sue us, uh, you have a 99% chance of losing. <laughs> and they were right. But see, today, it's very, very different. As of this morning, now, uh, when you're the employee and you, you have a religious objection to something that's going on at work, uh, the shoe's on the other foot now, and changing that standard from any kind of mere inconvenience to the employer and they don't have to accommodate the person of faith to now it has to be a substantial burden on your business itself uh that's a that's a huge sea change and that's really flipped the dynamic so uh i, I assume the hr department of disney as they are working overtime right now to try to figure out what are they going to do when all of their employees of faith decide, you know what, we're not going to go along with some of this stuff. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to start accommodating us. We're coming out of the shadows. And to help people understand, it's not that someone with a request for a religious accommodation is going to win every time and they get what they want. I mean, we don't want to give people that impression. However, under the old standard, all the employer had to say was, well, it's kind of irritating and, you know, it, it's going to create problems with scheduling. So, no. Well, now they've got to show that this has a significant impact on their business. That's what I'm hearing here. Yeah, and, and it's going to have to be something really substantial. And that's a big deal. And that's going to that's a huge change. And we haven't seen what the, the, the world looks like uh, under that standard, under the real standard that Congress had passed. And remember, this is a statute that we're interpreting. Congress, our elected representatives, decided that it's supposed to be a, a, you know, an undue hardship. Yeah. And yet the courts have not really been enforcing it. So for the very first time, the courts are going to be enforcing what the people decided through their elected representatives over 50 years ago. And, and you're going to see a lot of religious liberty uh, being accommodated in uh, in some of these woke corporate America places that they it's just going to be really foreign for them. So, you know, Palo Alto, get ready. Uh, <laughs> the people of faith, uh, they, they can actually uh, come out of the shadows now. Yeah, give us a, a sense of you've had a, a few hours now to analyze this ruling and get a sense of what's in there. What are some other key takeaways from the decision? What else did you see in there? Well, one of the key takeaways is for Gerald, you know, Gerald, you know, as as, as you might remember, you know, the, the post office, they, they try to say, well, in your particular town, uh, uh, there's only a handful of other em employees, you know, so who's going to cover it? But, but the, the Supreme Court said, wait a minute, wait a minute, you got all these employees all over that county. Uh, and so there's plenty of people who want to be able to, to participate and are happy to take the overtime pay. And the yeah. post office complained that, well, we'd have to pay overtime pay. Well, the Supreme Court said uh, paying of overtime pay is not... Uh, an undue burden. So in, in, in many ways, uh, this is going to be a significant impact uh, on Gerald's case specifically and should uh, lead to a great victory for him as we go back down to the district court. Give me a few examples of what would now be perhaps a, an acceptable religious accommodation for someone to request in the workplace. What are some examples, real life examples of what people could ask for? Well, I mean, there, it, it could be, you know, we, we have we want all of our employees uh, to participate in a uh, the gay pride parade that's coming up uh, this weekend. 
you know, or come work the booth at the uh, at the Gay Pride event, and somebody says, "I have a I have a religious uh, uh, I have a religious disagreement with that." You know, I would like to not have to participate. Yeah. Oh, well, but but if you don't participate, you know, you're gonna you're gonna cause you know other people in the office to be upset, or you're gonna cause other people in the office to think that you're a bad person, and that's gonna cause a disturbance, and therefore we don't have to accommodate you. Yeah, that was Thursday or, or Wednesday. All right, today's Thursday. And on today, no, you do have to accommodate that person. And that's a really big deal. And now it really empowers these employees to say, I have a religious objection. I don't mind. You guys can do whatever you want, but I don't have to participate because the Lord wouldn't honor that. And this isn't just a Christian decision either, right? No, no, that's exactly right. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, we represent people of all faiths. And, and so there's going to be uh, uh, Muslim employees, Jewish employees, Hindu, Sikh, you name it, uh, of employees that would like to be able to have a religious accommodation uh, to not have to participate in some of the stuff that you see going on in corporate America that really drives people batty. And, you know, and so what's going to happen is that that Muslim graphic artist is not going to have to put that guy on the Bud Light can. Uh, he doesn't have to participate in that in that particular work project. That's going to be a big deal. That's a big change. And I don't know if Bud Light's ready. I want to acknowledge some of the other folks who worked on this, in particular Aaron Street, who argued the case at the U.S. Supreme Court. Just give you a chance to, to speak well of Aaron. Well, sure. Well, Aaron Street, and he had a great team, uh, Chris Tutujan, uh Mark Little, mm -hmm. uh, and then we had uh, Randy Wenger and uh, Alan Reinach uh, and, uh, who, who, and, and David Crossett and that team that handled everything going up to the district court. They did a fantastic job creating this record. Uh, it, it just it was great. It was great to see Aaron Street. You know, he did a great argument at the Supreme Court. He really did. And we're really proud of him and proud of the team of all the lawyers who participated, who really helped uh, uh, deliver the win for Gerald. This is a win not just for Gerald and not just for First Liberty and Independence Law Center and Church State uh, Council. It's also a win for all the people who support the work that we do. So I want to give you a chance just to look in the camera and say thank you to our supporters, because this yeah. is their victory, too. Well, I, I want to say thank you to everybody who, who participates. You know, p folks who, who uh, support us, they're, they're part of the team. I mean, you guys are, are really very special to us, and you really help uh, make sure that we have the resources and the things that we need in order to go win. It's not easy. It's a tough hill to climb to go win a 9-0 decision at the U.S. Supreme Court overturning a half-century-old precedent, uh, changing, you know, corporate American culture uh, in a way that has never been attempted in the past 50 years. But, you know, that's what this is all about. What's going to be really important is all the fights going forward to enforce this new law, because they're not going to just go comply and say, never mind. We're going to actually have to enforce the law and make sure that everybody com complies with what the Supreme Court had to say. Very good. Hiram, good to see you. Thanks for making time for us. I got to sure. let you skedaddle okay. out and bring Very Randy good. Wanger in All right. as we make that switch. Gerald, a, a question for you. Uh, now it's going to be up to individuals to actually ask for accommodation, to actually to, to get the courage to go to their employer and say, this is a sincerely held belief of mine and this is what I'd like to do. What's your encouragement to people in the workplace who, who just want to live out their faith even at work? I hope that them seeing that this, this can happen would be an inspiration to them to stand for what you believe. Uh, the law is now on, on their side and uh, it, it does happen. It's a tough road to walk, but God is with you in the process and there's great people like our, this team and many others who will stand with them to defend their faith. And so I would just encourage you to be bold 
to not shrink back, to stand for God because it's eternity at stake here and, and, and eternal values and uh, God is worth every moment of. Very good. I, it's hard to lose a job. You left the job rather than, than betray your faith on this one. But people want to know, are you okay? Is everything working out in life? Sure. Are things yeah. going well? The Lord has provided very well. I have another job now delivering the mail for a local company and I enjoy it very much. Very good. Glad it's going well. Randy Wanger is COO and also Chief Counsel of Independence Law Center, which is an affiliate of Pennsylvania Family Institute. Uh, those have been friends of mine for a long time. I've known Randy and, and uh, Michael Gear at, at, at Pennsylvania Family for, for a very long time. Randy, thanks for making some time for us today and sharing with us. Randy has been alongside Gerald from the very beginning of this case. So this is a longtime friendship. Just want to get your thoughts about this win today. First, what's your, what's your top headline for how you're looking at this? I couldn't be more pleased because this is a landmark victory that's going to change the entire way that, uh, that religious employees are, are going to have to live within the workplace. So this is a big win for America. Whenever we have a gain in liberty, whether it's religious liberty or some other kind of liberty, it brings all liberty along. So for those people who may, who may be thinking, well, you know, this helped out Gerald, but how's it going to help out others? When, when people's convictions are protected, everybody's, everybody gains. Because if, if we can be forced to violate our most deeply held convictions, there's no protections left for, for things like speech and assembly and free exercise of the press. So this is a big win that goes to the core of what American freedom is. What drew you to this case back at the beginning when you first had a conversation with Gerald? What made you think, yeah, this is one I need to do? It wasn't fair. I think, I think the way I looked at it was the way that Gerald did, where this is America after all, and, and we've got to make, there's got to be a way that, that we win this thing. And, and I've heard Gerald say this before, and I've, I've said this before, we're, we're both Pennsylvanians. Um, William Penn, who came with a, with a promise of liberty for, for our forefathers, we both, our family moved to Pennsylvania early in, in the 1700s to get religious freedom. And so our immediate assumption is always, freedom's gonna prevail. This is America after all, but it never is that easy. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm an attorney and I look at these cases like, yeah, we need to win this. And then you get into it and it's not easy. Like going through the process, depositions and in losing the case in the trial court because you're not necessarily running into people who see the world the way that we do. Yeah. But with a decision like we had today, that informs what, what trial court judges are looking at the next time a Gerald Groff is having trouble in the workplace, the next time a judge look, is looking at this, they're reading Groff versus DeJoy and realize, hey, this isn't just a slam dunk for the employer. We need to figure out how we're gonna make liberty work. I've seen more than a few people on social media being critical of Gerald and questioning his, his integrity, saying, ah, this is just some guy that wants, doesn't want to work oh on boy. Sunday. <laughs> oh, boy. So I, I could not have a better client than Gerald Groff because he's the real deal. Sincerity to his faith and, and somebody who is a model employee. Like, this is a guy who was working every Saturday, every holiday. He would pick up everybody's vacation days yeah. and if they needed him to he would work he would work more than one shift a day to get the job done like this is a model employee and 
somehow the post office wasn't able to figure out how to make that work to keep a good employee. Which they had been doing before. I mean, they, they had accommodated well, him well, for some time. They did until they decided not to, which, <laughs> yeah. which really just punctuates what, what was wrong to, to lead to a decision like this previously where he wasn't winning. Now, now we're going to get the right standard so somebody like Gerald, who's a model employee who's sincere in his faith, gets to win. Gerald, I want to give you, I know your heart, I want to give you a chance to express your gratitude to all the people around you that have made this happen, both supporters and the attorneys. I'm just going to give you a chance to look in this camera right here and say thanks. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's been a big part of this. Hiram uh, went through the list before, but it started with Randy. Thank you so much for, for joining arms with me and just mm. fighting this battle all it the way to the no end. no other way. Yeah. And I just want to thank uh, the Church State Council and Cornerstone Law for standing with me, as well as First Liberty, the entire team, from the newest to the, the founders, and also for the supporters who make this all happen. I am grateful. We could not do this without you, and uh, this is one step along the way. We're going to need you to keep helping us out and keep going. Uh, we're going to fight this for the Lord. Very good. Randy, anything else you want to share before I let you go? I know you've got other interviews to do. I. I think all of your listeners should be thrilled. And for those who are, there are so many people who've lost faith in America. And the reality is that, that good guys are winning every day. God is still giving, is still giving victories. Don't, don't lose your faith in America and what can be done to be able to turn the corner. And today is just one more example of, of how we can set things right again. Gerald, you did the right thing. We are proud of you. We are grateful that you stayed the course, and we appreciate the example you've set for so many people all over this country to, to make sure that their faith really is so integral to who they are and how they live. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Appreciate you so much. Uh, this is your victory, too, and we are grateful that God has allowed us to do this work, but we're also grateful that, that you've chosen to be a part of this. Thank you for your support of the work we do here at First Liberty and also Independence Law Center and the others. Uh, you are, this is your victory. This is your day. So make sure you take a moment to enjoy this because it's also a, your win. You were an important uh, in, in integrated part of this, an essential part of this for this to happen. And we just want you to know that we appreciate you and want you to enjoy this day as much as we're enjoying it here. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.